Hi, and welcome to the Delivery Manager Daily Podcast, where I, your host, Mario De Cristofano, will talk to you about life as a delivery manager. We'll talk about strategy, tactics, things to do, not to do, and wrap all that up in a way which makes sense. This is an attempt at a daily series of podcasts which are released across wherever you get your podcasts from, and an occasional YouTube video version with bonus content, should you want that. If you want to get in touch or get involved with the podcast, or maybe even be a sponsor, get in touch via Twitter at DM underscore daily, or check out the blog, mariosblog.co.uk. What is Agile? After thinking that I'm done talking about Agile, I find myself going right back to the beginning. As always, on the podcast, I want to talk about something that's pertinent to what I'm doing at any given time. And what I find myself uh, doing is, well, being reminded that surprisingly, even in high technology organisations, that the subject and understanding of what Agile is is still missing for many and I take for granted that there's a certain understanding if you work in tech of what agile is and actually uh, it's wrong to have that assumption because as I've recently done some talks and and kind of spoken to folk there's a clear appetite with my current audience that want to know what agile is so I'm going to do a talk uh, agile 101 which is part of the building blocks that I have to kind of coach and encourage conversation around agile and lean and I wanted to remind myself and go back you know with now my at least good solid eight to ten years experience of agile um, what I think agile is to me and I believe that this is useful for folk that just want the distilled no bs here's what agile is if someone asks you what it is Here's how you should explain what it is. Here's what it does. Here's how to implement it. And this is kind of Agile 101. So I'm going to kind of do this on the fly with no notes and just talk through what Agile is fundamentally. So from a textbook perspective, Agile is a a methodology in project management that involves breaking projects into chunks, into phases. And Agile emphasizes continuous collaboration and improvement. That continuous collaboration is at the heart of what Agile is. What does continuous collaboration mean? Well, it means the polar opposite on paper to waterfall. So classic project management is a very stepped safety gate type process where you don't do the next thing until the thing before it is done and there are milestones to hit and then you ensure that nothing starts until the previous thing has been completed and everyone agrees. Now for a lot of time projects are run and even today I guess run in that manner because it gives this sense of safety. So we don't go too committal We don't do testing until we've built the thing. We don't build the thing until we've decided what it is we're going to build and we've drafted the plans. We don't release it to users until we've fully tested it. In the world of software, that's obviously not really ideal because by the time you've done all that, people might have changed, the market might have changed, the requirement might have changed. And Agile came about, and we'll go on to the history and the textbook history in a sec, but the purpose of Agile is to eliminate that. It's to speed up delivery in particular. And we can apply Agile to all elements of our life, but we talk about it in this context with the notion of delivery and delivering software and technology projects in particular, right? So Agile on paper is a framework, a methodology, and a set of practical tools that you can deploy within what is often engineering teams releasing software to get that software released quicker and safer. And it started with a bunch of software engineers creating what is known as the Agile Manifesto, which is a set of principles 
that prioritises, in short, without me parroting each one, action over inaction. So doing stuff and trialling stuff and getting feedback and then acting upon that rather than spending time on too much documentation, too much finger-in-air planning, that kind of thing. If you were to summarise the manifesto broadly, that is it. And you can Google the Agile Manifesto and you can read about the founders of the manifesto and how it started. So they put the manifesto together and the approach to combat some of the issues that was happening with software projects. And when I talk about Agile and go through the history of Agile, I will refer to waterfall projects, um, big, heavy industry projects that we know publicly have gone wrong because they've been publicised, going all the way back through history. So whether it was the Space Shuttle program, whether it was large NHS projects and that type of scale project that often fail, big public sector government type projects. And often it's because they're surrounded by bureaucracy, red tape, uh, unnecessary what they think is rigour to give this sense of uh, safety that, that actually isn't there. And ultimately, the project is always late or it's always uh, over budget. It's only recently that I think something happening in the UK uh, political landscape where 20 million over budget. It just not been scoped correctly. But anyway, that's an aside. But broadly speaking, we know large projects fail often. And if you're a project manager and you go for a job and one of the classic questions is always, well, have you ever done a project? You know, when was the last time you did a project that was on time and on budget? And how did you do that? And this isn't a recruitment podcast, so I'll refrain from saying why I think that question's bullshit. But anyway, so Agile at its heart, right, is about delivering quicker and agile is this toolbox of thinking and practical application of tools and techniques within teams um, to deliver software in a way that has no surprises is incremental and based on empiricism is based on data rather than just gut feel and we think that's agile in a nutshell it can be applied, that type of thinking can be applied to almost any area, any business and any element of our personal lives. And subsequently, that synthesis between all different types of environment and sector and personal application of being agile, the, the classic is, you know, are you agile with a big A or a little A? And that's referring to being quick uh, and nimble is not necessarily being agile. And, and there's a slight nuance when organisations, for example, say, hey, well, we're agile. And part of the thing that you do as a management consultant is you just define, firstly, does everyone understand what we mean when we talk about agility in business? We might be talking about just the pace at which a business operates and can cope with change or it can make decisions. But if we're talking about agile in the sense that I'm talking about it today, we're talking about project management and in particular technology delivery projects. So agile is this toolbox of things, processes, ways of thinking and practical things that you can do um, as an agile person to help lead engineering teams to do what they do quicker and smarter. And then as this is mutated over time, like all good things do, a bit like the... Um, the, the US Bill of uh, Rights, the, the, the amendments, right? They were great 150 years ago, but they might not be fit for purpose now, like the right to bear arms, you know, that kind of thing. And 
there's an argument that Agile has slowly become not fit for purpose because we're so far away from those manifesto key elements. They get bastardised and diluted and we as human beings go backwards and forwards as we badly implement things or we move away from the core notion of what Agile is. So you get a landscape now that's a little bit mixed with waterfall and Agile and some companies and teams are great at Agile. Some companies want to be Agile but can't and anywhere in between and it's all a bit uh, hit and miss really and I've been fortunate to be involved with so many companies and have seen this firsthand of the difference between organisations that truly adopt an agile mindset versus companies that talk about agile and do the super the more superficial things like well we use jira so just by default we're agile because we use a a, a task planning uh, tool and it's just it's just not what it is first and foremost it's really important to understand that agile is a mindset and it's a way of thinking and that needs to be committed to. And if you've listened to the previous podcast or my talk on Lean, that I think at the time of recording this, I'm about to publish that, so it might not be available yet. But Lean is almost, a, it's probably wrong to say it's an exoskeleton that sits on the top of Agile because it's not that at all. Um, it's a, a crystallization, a distillation of what Agile I think has become. And I'm quite a believer and advocate of Lean because it rejuvenates what Agile was and what is now lost when we talk about Agile. And often uh, engineers roll their eyes and management consultants have absolutely ruined what Agile is because they now sell it as a thing in a box to fix an internal business problem. And if you've seen any of my talks, I show Deloitte's kind of tube map with all these points on the tube map where everything is a process, every stop is a process improvement or a way of thinking or a methodology or a thing to do. And it's so incomprehensible. It's no wonder that people roll their eyes. And in business today, with difficult socioeconomic impacts on the world and a slowly dwindling workforce market and lack of jobs and lack of investment. It's so important as it's ever been to make sure projects go well because the appetite to do big stuff is obviously slowing down a bit, certainly with the part of the world that I live in. So Agile, I think it's really important as a an advocate of Agile and as a practicer of Agile that I take responsibility of communicating what Agile is in hopefully a way that makes sense to others. And you'll notice that when I talk about Agile in the way that I do, for those that are experienced in Agile, I haven't gone straight to what a Scrum Master is or... Uh, what Kanban is or how to do story point estimation. What I'm trying to do with this podcast and this talk is to just crystallise what the fundamental linger of what Agile is in your mind's eye before you even do anything practical. So as teams, as organisations, as business leaders, you have to understand that Agile first and foremost is a cultural mindset, which I know sounds a bit wanky, but it's a commitment to doing things in a better way. That's assuming two things. You're not happy with what you're doing at the present time and whatever it is you're doing, you want to do it quicker. Those prerequisites are important because there are many organisations that just don't really need anything. There's this, I think, a mistake where everyone believes that they need to 
change all the time and constantly change to cope with the world that's constantly changing but I've worked at plenty of organizations and what they're doing is absolutely fine and the way that they're doing it is absolutely fine and they're achieving what they need to achieve and frankly I would never go in and recommend a, a processing you know there's an argument to that a rebuttal that says well everything can be improved and everything can be made better but sometimes you just don't want to touch it and there are organizations like that too so as an agile person I think the other thing I like to get across is that I don't push Agile for Agile's sake. I'm not selling a book. I'm not committed to it. Um, it's not my Bible. It's not my personal Bible. And I don't live or die by following the rules precisely. So I would suggest that Agile is almost like, a, and I use this term a lot for a lot of things, it's a buffet. And you can pick from that buffet and, and take those things as you want. Some will work, some will not. They'll work in your organization for a certain amount of time, maybe, or a certain type of project. They may not. Some might work together. Some might not. And my advice to anyone wanting to understand fundamentally what Agile is, is to be able to compartmentalize the individual rough areas of what Agile is. And I do this with a lot of things that I try and learn about. So I'm getting into wine, for example, and you could become lost in the detail of really understanding the nuances of flavour and taste of different bottles and spend years doing that. Or what you can do is work at the other end at a quite superficial level and understand the different parts of the world, where uh, grapes are grown, how wine is made and the different flavour profiles from around those areas of the world based on things like elevation and weather. And broadly, knowing the difference between a Sauvignon Blanc and a, a Merlot or where, where it comes from will, will you know have a broad impact on the taste very quickly you can have a fundamental but reasonably detailed understanding of a thing and i try and break down everything in those simple ways and agile is another example of of this podcast and what i'm trying to do which is just to make it simple so i'm gonna just stop for a minute and to summarize this bit before we play the ad agile is a methodology in project and program management that involves taking a project, breaking it down into pieces and using continuous collaboration along with a set of tools and techniques um, to um, make the project hopefully go smoother and quicker and to eliminate some of the problems with upfront planning, typically known as waterfall. So that's what Agile is and all the subsets and various other topics that underpin it, they're very detailed and, and we're not necessarily going to go through that today. So broadly, that is that is Agile. Agile methods focus on the ability for teams to be flexible and it encourages team members to be able to identify uncertainties in their projects and adapt to challenges much more effectively than if they were going through like the sausage machine of a waterfall framework. The Agile methodology is most associated, as I've said, with typically high engineering, high technology projects, software engineering. But as I've said, you can apply it to any industry. And if you look at process improvement and process efficiencies from a manufacturing or real world perspective, you start to get into lean and, and what lean thinking is. And we'll move away from that because I want to focus on what Agile is. So now we've talked about what Agile is broadly, uh, we'll go into a little more detail. So why Agile in the first place? Right at the start of this, I talked about why projects fail. And there are some really well-known public projects that uh, if you go to one of my Agile talks, I'll mention whether it was the Space Shuttle program or some NHS initiatives or some digital transformation that's still impacting society now in terms of nothing seems to work. Um, there's a company called the Standish Group. And the Standish Group um, 
They've been analysing technology projects for over 25 years and produce statistics as they audit 50 million projects per review and then publicise uh, the data around that. And just plucking from a couple of recent, over the last two or three years, Standish Group reports, uh, there is a distinct and obvious kind of uh, trend that Agile projects broadly um, succeed more than the waterfall equivalent. In terms of project failures over the last 24 months, some interesting statistics is 31% of projects are typically cancelled before they ever get done. 52% of projects cost 189% of their original budget. And I'm thinking of projects like HS2 and others. Uh, the, the, the train um, project in the UK uh, is a classic example. Only 16% of projects amongst this 50 million project audit are delivered successfully. And that equates to $250 billion of spend with 78 billion cancelled and 117 billion overspend again across those audited 50 million projects. So projects aren't going well. And if you're a project manager or you're a delivery manager, the likelihood that you're going to be involved in one of these is high. And as a project or a delivery manager, heck, you might even be responsible. Project stats that are a bit old, but I use in my talk. The BBC spent 8.3 million on a failed computer system. Uh, EasyJet, its IT upgrade was scrapped uh, back in 2018 in a £65 million write-off. I mean, these are not great projects, but as a fairly accomplished, experienced delivery manager that's been around the block a bit, I've seen these projects firsthand. So in an effort to be complete, just going back to like the timeline of events from back when Henry J. Ford was making motor cars, he was the, one of the founding pioneers of JIT, this notion of just-in-time manufacturing, which is used in heavy automated manufacturing today. Then in the 40s, uh, I'm going to bastardise all these names, but you may or may not have heard of Tachi Ono, who started the notion of Kanban, which is a, a physical way, and, and I'm sure you'll already know most of you what Kanban is, a way of visualising work in a fairly simple way, managing working process and being able to um, sort of manage workload. And it's a foundational element that I use today as part of Agile within Teams, and that's where Kanban uh, kind of came from. And I've got a really good picture of one of the first Kanban setups. Uh, which I use in one of my talks too. Uh, then in the 70s, a guy called Winston Royce Waterfall. That's that's not a joke. He was like this American computer scientist that developed the process, this linear sequential flow of development for projects, whether it was software and it's kind of just being continued as, as things from the past often are until something new comes along. Uh, and he, he developed that notion of waterfall. Then moving bang up to date in the 90s, John Kern and all his pals is the Agile Manifesto that many of you listening to this podcast will know and love. And then the 2000s, the kind of messiah of Scrum, Jeff Sutherland, uh, is, is where we all started, I guess, from a lot of our knowledge. So that is broadly Agile if you were to describe it in 18 and a half minutes. And of course, it would be wrong of me to not actually mention the manifesto, I suppose. It's broadly individuals and interactions over processes and tools, working software over comprehensive documentation, customer collaboration over contract negotiation, and responding to change over following a plan. 
So you can translate that into the importance of individuals and human beings over just blindly following a process or using a tool for a tool's sake. And a classic example is the comedy sketch, the computer says no in any area of customer service when you go in and ask for help and all the person in front of you does is follow a scripted process and use a tool that isn't conducive of resolving your issue. So this is about prioritising you at a human level over, over that. Working software over comprehensive documentation means actually building stuff, testing it and making it work and add value over spending too much time gold plating something with documentation. It's not to not do documentation. It just means focus on the thing that is the most valuable. Customer collaboration over contract negotiation means working with your customers and your stakeholders to get agreement and consensus to help things move forward to completion rather than getting lost in the minutiae of what is often legal wrangling, contract negotiation with cost and overrun. And again, it's not to say that that stuff doesn't need to happen, but often in small self-organized agile teams focused on value and getting something done quickly, collaboration is more important. And then the ability to respond to change, which is something that we all struggle to do as human beings and organisations, but the Agile Manifesto encourages this, is to respond to change when you know that change is needed rather than just blindly following a plan just because that's the plan. And it's that um, sunk cost fallacy, right, in that you've done something for so long, you can't lose that investment, but actually you know that you need to make a change because a customer or the market has asked for it. So responding to change over following a plan plan that's like the key what well, some of the key principles of the manifesto so what are the benefits of being like proper properly agile well i've witnessed seen and been fortunate enough to be responsible for you get a much better collaboration we're not very good despite what you would think of actually collaborating and today's world makes it even more difficult uh, with hybrid and remote working and, and disparate kind of workforces. So doing proper agile and using the right tools and techniques and psychology to implement proper agile means that teams, departments tend to talk a lot more. And I've seen this and been responsible for this. And it's something that I'm a big advocate of. Improved project visibility using simple techniques like Kanban and making sure that reporting is adequate and just fit for purpose and not too much means that the right things get communicated to the right audience at the right time. Information sharing, something that is often the plague of my life, is that going into an organisation and you've got those one or two or three key experts on the landscape that know it all, yet it's all in their head, nothing's written down, they don't make any effort to kind of share it or create other uh, pockets of knowledge because it's just too difficult right it's just easy to just roll up your sleeves i'll do it i've been doing it for 20 years i'm the expert um sometimes it's white knight syndrome so i've seen in engineering teams where engineers and really sort of experienced people uh hold that knowledge on purpose to give themselves more value but well, it's not really a route you should be going down delivering customer needs earlier is another benefit of being properly agile it just means that you focus on value focus on the customer and try and get shit done sounds really obvious but in corporate land with multi-million or sometimes multi-billion dollar budgets it often the wrong behaviors are fueled by the wrong action or vice versa and improve team morale there's a thing about you know working in fact i say this in one of my slides that agile makes you feel good uh, you get a lot of dopamine and oxytocin and serotonin and endorphin release by 
Agile gives you things that we enjoy as human beings quicker than typically a waterfall project would. Now, that might sound silly, but bear with me. So, for example, breaking things down into manageable chunks means you're more likely to um, understand it. And we all want to understand, especially in complex worlds. That simplicity will give you a big old hit of dopamine. Knowing that everyone understands and everyone is on the same page, you're all kind of cruising on high levels of dopamine and knowledge sharing is a key tenet of both Agile and Lean. In terms of frequently checking in with the client, the customer, the team, that, that kind of support bi-directional feedback loop, that is where your oxytocin gets released. So frequent check-ins are really important and are a big part of communication within Scrum teams, for example. And the feeling of togetherness and appreciating others openly with celebratory show-and-tells and, tells and um, good quality retrospectives and self-organising and autonomous scrum teams. That's your serotonin. Teams are generally happier. And of course, if human beings are happier, there's a higher mean probability of success. And, you know, getting stuff done. As a project manager for years, you know, kind of looking down at your feet and shuffling in your shoes. Because if someone asks you, well, what projects have you worked on where you've started? and fully finish the project and it's done and it's in place and you know it's rolling away and you can measure your success and actually it's only been in the last eight years of my life uh, and my career um where i can honestly say there are at least you know eight or nine good different size projects that i've led from the conversation on the back of a beer mat to millions of people using that thing and that sense of completion is a massive endorphin hit and makes me continue to love uh, what I do today. So that is, we're on 25 minutes. As far as I'm concerned, this is my stake in the ground. This is what Agile is. This is what I will always say Agile is. And if anyone asks me in a public or private setting, or if you work with me, this is what I'm going to say Agile is. I'd be really interested to hear if you agree, if you think I've missed anything, if you think I should add anything, or if you think I'm completely wrong. Get in touch with me on Twitter at MarioDC. Don't forget to subscribe to the Delivery Manager Daily Podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. And I will uh, speak to you next time. Thanks for listening. I do enjoy doing these podcasts and I hope you do too. Thanks. This episode sponsored by MD Technology Services for IT consultancy and digital delivery projects and Creative Pixel. If you want an affordable bespoke website, which won't break the bank, get in touch. CreativePixel.me.uk forward slash DM Daily for a 10% discount on all websites.